0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Old friend alert, a little bit of breaking news. Shake up in Houston, according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network. Longtime respected assistant Romeo Cornell is not expected to return as the Texans' defensive coordinator. Sources tell me and Rap Sheet, his contract is up soon. He could return as a senior assistant or retire defensive line coach Anthony Weaver, a top candidate for defensive coordinator. Like Nick Price said, yeah, that's not going to fix the problem. I don't think that
2: this is the solution.
1: Got to get rid of... uh... Ask for Chin. Old oh, Butt Chin. Old oh, Bill O'Brien. Double J. What say you?
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, appreciate it. This is awesome that you guys are doing this 50-hour thing. Uh, it's all for you, uh, baby. Hey, it's all for you guys, too. You guys do a great job. I love the all- sort of Radio Station. Try to listen all the time. Uh, just an amazing game yesterday. I was fortunate to go to the game, and uh, it just was so awesome. I mean, the, that touchdown by Mahomes is insane. It's, it's it's just awesome. I've waited 28 years for this. I'm a diehard Chiefs fan and Kansas City Warriors fan, and uh, uh, it's like 2015 all over again. I mean, it's just nuts, and I can't believe we're going to the Super Bowl. Go Chiefs. I'm excited. I can't wait.
1: I didn't mean to drop in there. Thanks for the call, Double J. I know you're getting close. I apologize. The thumb gets a little heavy this time of the morning. Hey, man, I couldn't agree more. But the one thing I just want Chiefs fans to do is believe it. You've waited too long. You've waited way too long for this moment. It's real. From the text line, people are starting to wake up. Nick Price and myself have yet to go to bed. This isn't Clay Travis. This isn't whatever radio station that normally plays on this time of morning. No. This is 610 Sports Radio. This is 50 consecutive hours of Sports Talk Radio because we're celebrating 50 years of the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, and by the way, it just so happens the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl this year in Miami. Welcome to the party. We'll be on again at 2 o'clock in the morning tomorrow morning. 2 to 6 a.m. And all I can tell you from the text line, 816, the Mahomes touchdown run. Crazy play. I couldn't contain myself, and I tackled my girlfriend's brother. Got to show dominance. Got to let him know. Big alpha move. Yeah. Big, big. big but also alpha just
2: move. understandable. I mean, like, the the amount of excitement in Arrowhead Stadium when that play happened was insane. Like, people were just turning to each other, hugging each other, jumping up and down. Like, That was the moment when it really felt like we're going to do this thing.
1: And what I mean by believing that this has happened, believing that this is a new dawn of a new day in Chiefs fandom, because I've been around you folks my entire life. My dad has prepped me enough to know how to talk to Chiefs fans who's had their hearts ripped out for years. I do it every game. When the Chiefs scored before halftime, I texted my dad and I said, there it is. That's the momentum swing. His response, I still need more. I can't get onto it yet. I need a score after halftime. And then they didn't score after halftime. And it was back to the, I don't know, man. I just don't know. And it's like, just trust it. Trust 15. Know that 15's your quarterback, and everything else will oblige. Just like Frank Clark said it in the interview of the one-on-one with Bob Fesco, who you can hear in under an hour now, live from Rally House on 97th in Quivera. They're there. All morning, 6 to 10. New Chiefs gear rolling out, hot off the press. I really hope Bob didn't shower. I hope he still has confetti stuck to his forehead. I hope Josh Klingler greets you with a smile and a look on his face of, yeah, I feel it too. Horniness. But when you watch games like this, believe it. Don't tell yourself, somebody pinch me. Those days are done. Those are the days of Herm Edwards-led teams that sneak into the playoffs. Man, we really shouldn't be here. No, 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 no. It's been 50 years and you're back, and stronger than ever. This was the game last year that seemed so much different than this year's game. Last year felt like, oh, my God, we're playing the Patriots in Kansas City. Somebody pinch me and wake me up from this unbelievable dream that seems to be a thrill ride. And then the Chiefs lost, and a lot of people were like, damn it, I knew I shouldn't believe it. And then you got to this year. And now you get to this game. And we've all got group texts. We've all got parents that text us. Do you think the Chiefs can win? Yeah. But what if they get down early again? Don't worry about it. Why? 15, 87, 10, 55, 32, 95, 92. Two sacks today. Remember when Deshaun Watson asked, who is that? Passanio. That's his name. Good luck spelling it, but you're going to remember it. But it was like once the Chiefs got past that typical scare that teams like this tend to have, Nick Price, you're a huge KU fan, you're a grad and a Delta Chi alum at the University of Kansas. That's right. Sometimes when they make those runs in late in the March Madness tournament, teams like Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, They always tend to have that scare game. You're
2: just waiting for something bad to happen because it happens too often.
1: And you watch that team build from that. And it's like, hey, let's not have that happen again because we don't like the way we feel. And they build from that, and then the rest is history.
2: I can tell you, even just out at Arrowhead today, the crowd was, like, towards the end of the game, you know, the Chiefs have this three-score lead. They're feeling pretty good. They kind of can sense that, The Chiefs are about to go to the Super Bowl, but even with a minute and a half left when Tannehill had the ball down 11, everybody's still just kind of like sitting on their hands like let's wait until the clock hits zero because weirder things have happened where the Chiefs, people think that they're cursed and all this. Right. Not anymore. Not anymore. You got
1: 15. And that's where I think last week's game played so much of an effect into this week's game. Down 24-0. I admitted it. I continue to admit it. I didn't think the Chiefs were winning that game. I fell into the black hole that my dad has had, that my grandparents have had, that many Chiefs fans have had. Here it is divisional round, another year, another year that didn't go where I wanted it to go. And then all of a sudden, it's 24 to seven, it's 24 to 10. It's 24 to 17. Jim Nance and Tony Romo are starting to lose their minds. All of a sudden it's 41 unanswered points, and it's like, oh my God, why do I doubt this team anymore? You've never been a part of something like this, and now you will be. And today, something like that happened, and it was this. The blue lady!
4: Who's Second and 10 as that
0: Tennessee defense drops back. As long as they try to make a diving, and are tipped at Mahomes who tiptoes inside the 10. Still not oh, what a run! Out of this world!
1: Touchdown, Kansas City. Oh, what a run! Out of this world is the exact quote from Mr. Nance because that's exactly what it was. The kid with the golden arm, the no look, the sidearm throws, the left-handed throws, the fourth and nine throw, the throw that he hit Chris Conley with against the Niners last year in the corner of the end zone, did it with his legs. And with 15, this team is in control in every single game. And now that he has a defense that plays with a, quote, championship swagger, It's never going to go away. He's 24, and he's yours, Kansas City. Let's say that the age of quarterbacks is 40. You like simple math. That's 16 years of Patrick Mahomes. You know he's getting signed. And like the text line said earlier, if MVP voting didn't end until the actual playoff season ended, would Patrick Mahomes surpass Lamar Jackson Yes, and it's not even close. Now, granted, it's unfair that Mahomes gets to play more games, but you tell me now. You tell me now, Kansas City. I'm not taking anything away from Lamar Jackson this year. He had a great year, historic year, an MVP year. But you tell me who the most valuable player is in the NFL after what you saw today. Maybe you didn't need any help. But stop thinking you're dreaming. Stop thinking this isn't real. Stop believing what other people have always said your whole life. The Chiefs can't win a Super Bowl. Yes, they can. And yes, they probably will as long as 15 is under center and he's your quarterback. And if you've got Big Andy on the other sideline as well, I'm just telling you. And when people try to nitpick your fandom, remember, it's always your team on NFL draft night where it says the Chiefs are on the clock and we'll be right back after this. The pick is in, and the Chiefs select like this. So-and-so is now on the clock. Mm-hmm. Remember that people think that Kansas City Chiefs are the ones running their mouths that start all the smack talk and the smoke before games. Eh-eh. Today it was the Titans. They're the ones that during player introductions gathered on the logo. It's not against the rules. It's against player code. You just don't do it, and the Titans did it. Way to go. You just threw more fuel onto a fire that's called unfinished business with a team that revamped itself from last year, rebuilt rebuilt itself character-wise, individual-wise. They went out and got Dogs and Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew and they made this team different. Quit telling yourself it's a dream cuz damn it, it's reality. Championship swagger. It literally works. Text line's awake. you love to see it. I've been awake since 9 o'clock Sunday morning because I love this city, and my boss let me do this.
2: Right. I've been up since uh, since 7. Okay. Got a nice, solid, like, 45-minute nap in before I came in, though, so, like, I'm still feeling pretty fresh, man. I'm ready to go.
1: From the 816, from all the doubters of spags, look what he's done to that D-line. Tano went from a bust to a second-rounder to a playmaker. He ain't lying. From the 9-1-3, I think Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes did play the same amount of games because Patrick Mahomes was out for two games. Can't forget about Terrell Suggs. No, you can't. And you know what's funny? Is that Terrell Suggs had something really interesting to say. Because it kind of fits the championship swagger. Listen to what he says when he describes not only Patrick Mahomes. He describes him in one word, but it's in one word that is very interesting. And then listen to what he says after he describes him about what type of team he came to.
4: I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it was you know. <clears throat> I'm definitely fortunate, you know, um, because you already called me. He was like, let's let's go on a run. Like you said, it didn't take much convincing. So I'm just uh, enjoying the moment. It's kind of surreal.
2: What makes this group different from past groups you've been a part of?
4: Um, Fifteen. You don't know what it is, but he has it. And, you know, 87 and, and all those guys over there. So... It's just uh, you know, as being a former player that used to have to prepare against them, it's kind of a nightmare defensively, and it's very fortunate to be had that guy on that team. What was the key to so,
2: stopping Henry?
4: Um, I don't think there was really no main key. You know, um, he's a phenomenal player, and I think uh, they were playing with uh, tremendous confidence and, and momentum, so. You know, you put two, those two together with talent; it's, it's very difficult to stop. But uh, this was a, this is a tight knit group, and you know, we we wasn't going to be denied today. You know, and um, we've been kind of just telling guys the whole week, don't don't leave without the Lamar Hunt Trophy. So let's let's go get the Lamar Hunt Trophy, and we'll take care of Monday after that. One more and I gotta
1: go. That's the veteran leadership that you seeked out when it comes to Terrell sucks. He didn't need to tell people how to play. He just needed to tell the team to believe in themselves. Go get the Lamar Hunt trophy, and then we'll worry about the rest that comes to follow come Monday. When he talks about Patrick Mahomes, he says he just has it. He can't really describe it. He just has it. And it reminds me of an episode I watched on The Shop with LeBron James when they talk about guys that have it. Now, it's very vague. But it's also very to the point when you use something like it to describe an athlete. You think of guys like Tom Brady. When the fourth quarter starts, there's a minute 27 seconds left. You just know that Tom Brady in his prime was going to get it done. You look at Michael Jordan. If he had the ball and the clock was ticking closer to zero and he got off a shot, he was just going to make the shot because he just had it, that killer mentality. The piss and vinegar through the veins. Ice cold narratives running through his veins. And when you think of guys like Patrick Mahomes, LeBron James, and other athletes that had played these sports for more than just two years, like Terrell Suggs, a 17-year vet, played in Baltimore, Arizona, now plays in Kansas City. And yes, he's a little biased now, but he's only been here for about six weeks. And he describes it. As Patrick Mahomes having it, Travis Kelsey and the group of guys having an aroma about themselves. When he talked to Andy Reid, it was a, quote, short conversation. Yet people were like, I don't think he wants to leave to go anywhere else but Baltimore. Piss on that. Terrell Suggs knew exactly where he was going. He knew exactly what it was about because there is a championship style of swagger that's been described from Tyron Matthew for the last eight weeks about this team. This team knew ever since they lost to New England in the AFC Championship game a year ago that it was about the next year. That's why guys like Tyron Matthew come to the Chiefs and have no issues with it. That's why guys like Terrell Suggs and Frank Clark come to this team Because they know what's on the offensive side, they can help it out with what they have on the defensive side. This defense has a championship swagger, and it starts with Spagnola. As ironic as that is, because he has the quote of, I don't know what swag is. And his Irishman Boston accent. Spagnola was great in the Irishman made by Martin Scorsese on Netflix, three-and-a-half-hour movie. But when it comes to a team like this, the message is clear. It was always about Miami, and the team supports it. Guys like Terrell Suggs that weren't even a part of the Chiefs' conversation except for six weeks ago, now he's all in because he knows what type of an Aurora this team has. This team is a bright light for the NFL, and there's a lot of people buying in. I talked about the dark days of the Kansas City Chiefs when guys like Emmanuel Sanders were ready to come here and play for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then all of a sudden they go, eh. Peyton Manning's going to the Broncos. I think i will go there. Guess what? Now they're going to be coming to your team because of guys like 15, because of guys like 87, 32, 55, 95, 92, 17. Hell, even Sammy Watkins showed up today with one of the best games he's had since week one.
2: Yeah. Apparently, he just loves championship games, man. It's
1: what he does. He has a fantastic game today. And when it comes to this team and it comes to this Chiefs team, it's all about the Super Bowl, and it's been that way since they lost to the Patriots, since Patrick Mahomes was riding a horse in the ocean throwing routes to his receivers and tight ends in the sand. It was always about Miami this year. And now, seeing is believing. And when you have guys like Frank Clark, who talk to our Bob Fesco after the game, and they say things like this, you're damn right you better believe. How about that today, man? What, what, what's going through your mind
3: right now? Now I'm a champion. That's all that matters. You know, I said it uh, a few days ago that you know, I wasn't going to let that happen. We put a mindset in our whole defense that we weren't going to let them run the ball on us. We knew the only way they going to win the game was run the ball. The quarterback not good enough to win the game passing, and we exposed all that. Anytime you run for 80 yards, you call yourself the leading running back. They call yourself, so they hype uh, Henry up and do all this for him, man. Say what they're going to do to us. Say we the 26th ranked defense in the league. And all we do is continue to prove to them who the baddest on the planet are.
4: You shut him down today. How did you guys do that? Because we're the baddest motherf- on the planet. Now you got one more in you to win it for Andy. How important is it to win for Andy?
3: It's more important to win that for our own Clark Hunt Trophy. We're going to win it for, uh, I said more important, sorry, scratch that. I got what you mean, man. Man, it's more important just for us as a team, not just for Andy, as a coach, no disrespect, but for the team. All that matters is the team, and that's all we've been thriving on all season is the team, team first, everything else second.
4: And you were hurt, man, like the beginning of the year, week 11, you finally get healthy and get out here. How much is like redemption for you to go, I knew I could go out there and play like that?
3: Because I know I am. I know what I'm capable of doing. At the end of the day, I told him. At the week six, I told him what was going on with my body. My body was breaking down. I didn't know what was going on, you know. You just pray everything goes right. You know, I go out get checked by doctors. My doctors tell me I shouldn't even play for the rest of the season. They tell me I need to get surgery, stop playing, before I start, hurt something, you know, down the road for a longer term. At the end of the day, man, I trusted my doctors here at the Chiefs. I trusted everything they was telling me. Like I said, Rick Buckhorter, the greatest staff on the planet. They told me I was able to do it. I trusted them. Man, they put me on the great plan. And I come out here and I finish. Probably, hey, some would say one of the best second halves of the season you can ever play in 10 games.
4: i asked Ty the same thing. I'll ask you again.
3: How good's that quarterback, man? You said Pat Mahomes? Yeah. MVP Pat? You said the illness? Motherfucker, walking, Pat Mahomes? Come on, man. Pat, we trust. Like I said from day one, Pat, when Pat Mahomes your quarterback, you don't have no worries, no fears, no doubt. As a defense, all you got to do is step up on your own and win the game. Pat Mahomes, man, I caught it. What is quarterback rating? What was it? 365 yards rushing, 300 yards passing. That's 365 yards, 130 um, quarterback rating, no interceptions, I think three or four touchdowns. Come on, man. I'll drop every staff of Pat Mahomes if I have to. Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the world. Don't add me.
1: No one's going to at you, Frank Clark. The illest. Ma- eh- To ever do it in the game right now is what he said. That was the voice of Bob Fesco as well in the audio. Bob Fesco and Josh Klingler live at 97 in Quivera at Rally House. Go see him. Get your new Chiefs gear. Get your championship swagger. Oh, by the way, it was always about Miami this year. The Chiefs are going... Bowl. They beat the, hey, the Titans Super in the AFC Championship game. Frank Clark's dog. 10, 87, 55, 95, 15, 32. The list goes on forever. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. I could do that whole quote, too, if I wanted to. Remember... The mayor of Kansas City joins the guys from FESCO in the morning, Quentin Lucas. I'm sure he's amped up. You love it when your city's put on the map. And it's going to be. The great shots of Union Station. All the red. You thought the week leading up to the Titans game was long? You got two of them before the Chiefs. And the San Francisco 49ers square off in Super Bowl 54. For those of you unaware, the Chiefs will represent the home team in the Super Bowl, so they will be wearing red. The 49ers, according to Pro Football Talk, want to wear their all-white 94 throwbacks for Super Bowl 54, but the league has declined the request, given that jerseys with a Super Bowl patch already are being sold. That's probably not changing. Speaking of clothes that are being sold, rally house. Where, specifically? well, probably all of them, but get to the one at 97th in Quivera, because that's where Josh Klingler and Bob Fesco are doing their show from 6 to 10 a.m. Live at that rally house, where new clothes are available for you. You tired of AFC West T-shirts? You've graduated. Now you just have AFC championship T-shirts. You want to hold off? It's a gamble, one worth probably making. But soon, you might have Super Bowl champions types of shirts. When it comes to the Super Bowl this year, you just kind of had a feeling that this team was going to get there all season long. Yes you might have hit some low points in the season, just like any NFL season. You remember when the Chiefs one year started one and five, and then they went on a run, and you're like, all right. Those are the early years of Andy Reid. This is year seven of Andy Reid. This is when it starts to get real. This is Andy Reid coaching a team that believes in the mantra in the animal in the message the delivery that this team can go to Miami and win a super bowl they went 12 and 4 last year and it seemed like a oh my god this year they go 12 and 4 they go 7 and 1 on the road They lose three consecutive games at home. Their quarterback goes out for two and a half weeks, dislocates his kneecap, has a bum ankle for a couple of games. They lose their left tackle. Their starting linebacker, who they paid a lot of money for, has a nerve ending in his neck, has a stomach virus where he loses 20 pounds. And you think to yourself, maybe this team's not what we thought it was. They still went 12 and four. Mahomes last year was the league MVP. This year, he seemed like he got taken for granted. Still finished in the top 10 in passing yards in the NFL, throwing for 4,000 plus. His interception to touchdown ratio was disgusting. Disgusting in a good way. His precision gets better. This team got better. They were without their star wide receiver for many games to start the season. And then when he came back, you lost your star quarterback, and you just thought to yourself, what the hell? But this team, for some reason, always knew it was just about finding a way to get to Miami. It wasn't about being 12-4, and 13-3, 10-6, 11-5. The hell with numbers and records. They got little breaks along the way. Like they got one from Fitzmagic towards the end of the year. They got one from the Houston Texans blowing a 24-point lead in the divisional round in your house. And this year, again, you started off 4-0, and you felt that. You went on the road and won three out of your first four games to start the year. You kind of had a trickle effect where you lost a few, and you saw the fan graphs of where the fandom was. That was because of old habits, because in the past, The Chiefs didn't have somebody like 15 to lean on, to trust. And you heard the audio that Bob Fesco and Frank Clark shared at the end of the Chiefs game yesterday, a few short hours ago, that MVP Pat, Pat's the baddest mf for to do it in the game. His quote, not mine. Don't at me. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I don't think that's a hot take. I think a lot of people would agree with that. And when it came to this year, it was all about just getting to Miami. And that's what they're doing. Yes, they've had breaks go their way towards the end. Everybody gets breaks going their way. Explain Jacoby Brissett and Frank Reich winning 19-13 to at Arrowhead. Sometimes things happen. Ever since that Week 10 game against the Tennessee Titans, the Chiefs have since only given up 100 yards rushing to a running back once. They knew what it was about going into this game. You could talk the fear that is Derrick Henry. It didn't matter. You lost Patrick Mahomes this season for about two and a half games. You heard his toughness. He wanted to play. He didn't want to miss a game. He didn't care if his kneecap was on the left side, the right side, and his hamstring. It didn't matter. He was going to play. Then he comes back and you lose a barn burning to Tennessee. You haven't lost since. The revenge tour began. And it hasn't ended. It's always been Super Bowl or bust with this team. Since this team was seen overseas playing catch in the sand. Since Patrick Mahomes was riding in the ocean on a horseback. It's always been about Miami this year wasn't about going 13 and 3, wasn't about going 12 and 4 again. It was just about getting into the playoffs and somehow getting to the Super Bowl. And damn it, this team is doing just that.
2: I really look back to at that Patriots game. And it seems like after they beat the Patriots who were the ones that were in the way last year, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, a lot of these guys grew up watching these two play and coach. But once they won that game, they officially to me had that championship swagger that we talk about all the time. But they really had that confidence that they could go out there and beat anybody. And, I mean, they've been on a tear ever since. And the NFL season, you know, it goes by really fast. But while you're in it, it's a very week-by-week. There's a lot of sways in how you're feeling, especially as a fan base. But this team was always locked in on one goal, and that was, I mean, Patrick Mahomes talked about it even earlier this week. He's been thinking about that championship game ever since last year. And that's all that they've been thinking about. They've just been like, let's get back there. Let's take care of business. And let's get to the Super Bowl. And it's what it's been this
1: year. It's been an off season that was amazing from Brett Veach's standpoint. We talked to Craig Stout about an hour ago, a little more than an hour ago. Can't believe it's gone by so fast. It's already almost 5.45 in the morning. I know I've got to get to a break, but like I said, I can't reiterate this enough. This team knew from the final whistle in that New England game, hell, half these guys weren't even here on the defensive side. But this team knew it was all about the Super Bowl this season. Going back to when Patrick Mahomes had a phone conversation with the Honey Badger and sent out the gif of the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew becoming the landlord. Frank Clark becoming the dog. Chris Jones becoming the guy with the chip on his shoulder. I'm not getting signed, but I'm still going to play. It's all about one goal. And I get it. Every year, it's about one goal. But not every team is really realistic when it comes to going to the Super Bowl. This is one of those teams. Also, something that's realistic is that this year, this Super Bowl, it's Andy's time. About to wrap up our shift of 50 consecutive hours because of 50 years of Kansas City Chiefs football. They are on their way to Miami, not literally, soon. Keep it locked in here all day. Nick Price and I'll be back at 2 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. Coming up next live from 97th and Quivera is the guys from Fesco in the morning at Rally House where your new AFC Championship swagger will be coming in hot off the press. I think they're selling like discount clothes from like the year before. That's, that's what I'm looking for. You want to hold out? And get yourself a Super Bowl championship shirt. Why not get an AFC championship shirt? You've never had one. It's been 50 years since the Chiefs have gone to the Super Bowl. It's the new era. That 15 apparel type of era. Big trust. Shout out Mark Ingram. When it comes to this team and it comes to Miami, it comes to Patrick Mahomes. I think it's also time for Andy. I think a lot of people in the league would agree to that. I think a lot of people would believe that. And it's one of the storylines, if not one of the biggest storylines, that you're going to get in the next few weeks. Lucky enough, I can hit it on the head first. This run, for me, and for a lot of people, it's all about Andy. Andy's time is now. The quarterback guru, the leader of his head coaching tree, where he's seen so many succeed around him, but yet he hasn't quite gotten it done. When it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, he fought for Doug Peterson to get that job. He talked Nick Foles out of retirement. Nick Foles and Doug Peterson would just go on to win a Super Bowl and Nick Foles would go on to win the Super Bowl MVP. You look at guys like John Harbaugh, who have won a Super Bowl underneath Andy Andy Reid's regime beforehand. Ron Rivera, Ben, didn't win. Two-time NFL coach of the year. Now with Washington. There are so many around the league that respect Andy Reid and have a ton of their career to thank because of Andy Reid. And they would all tell you there's no one in the NFL that deserves a Super Bowl more than Andy Reid. He's been a part of half the league's coaches for damn near 15 years. He saved Alex Smith's career. He gets Alex Smith paid. By Washington. And now he finally gets what some would think is the missing link a quarterback that has the entire skill set. You mix his play design with this young kid's talent, and you think that's what gets Andy Reid the Lombardi trophy. You know, the crowd in Kansas City wants Andy Reid to get it. He's NFL's sweetheart, he's a big, burly guy a sexy mustache, a cough that's cute, and a team that's leading behind him that has for quite some time. He's won four straight consecutive AFC West championships. He's now won an AFC championship. He's won a championship of the league on both sides of the field. AFC, NFC. This is Andy Reid's second Super Bowl. You just kind of get the feeling it's Andy's time. You hear people ask post-game questions. Do you think this is it for Andy? Do you think this is the final time where he gets it done in the Super Bowl? And so many people can't honestly answer that because you can't predict the future, but the way they do honestly answer it is, I hope he deserves it. A lot of people want to say that Andy Reid's missing one thing to have his legacy concreted, which probably isn't a word, Cemented is probably the word we That's should use That's probably add. better. It's early. It's long. Concreted. But Andy Reid, his legacy is cemented officially to some in Canton, Ohio, with a Super Bowl trophy. Some would say it's already there. But a lot would say that a Super Bowl trophy slam dunks it. This year, it's Andy's. Just like when Denver won it and they said this one's for John, when the Chiefs do win it, Clark will say this one's for Andy. Two-minute warning. That'll bring us to the two-minute warning. What the heck? Let's go. Let's go. Two-minute warning. That means we got two minutes and we're out of here. I want to thank everyone that took place and talking on the air, starting with the guys from Arrowhead Pride. I was with you. Immediately following post game. it went to Cody and Gold. After that, it was the folks of... Jillian Carroll and Chris Unicero that helped us out. Many others as well, ourselves included. And now it's time for the normal slate. Nobody's gone to bed. Everyone's still high from the wind. You'll get Fesco and Kling and Wachowski coming up after us. I want to thank Craig Stout for joining us at randomly 4 in the morning. Yeah. It was great. He texts me and says, hey, man, I'm on my way to the airport. You want to talk Chiefs for a little bit? I said, why not? I want to thank the fans of Kansas City for reaching out and telling us thank you for listening. You deserve this. Not only do you deserve 50 consecutive hours of Chiefs content and sports talk radio of local mouths to your ears, you deserve this Chiefs championship game. You deserve Miami. Enjoy it. It's not a dream. It's a reality. You've been waiting for this for 50 years or your whole life. You've got it. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. The Chiefs are for real, and they know it. I want to thank my partner in crime, Nick Price. I want to thank you, Dusty Likens. We did it, man. We did it. Hey, we got another one coming up tomorrow. We went four hours on the air. And we'll do it again tomorrow from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Like I said, thanks to our boss, Steven Specter for letting us be a part of this 50 consecutive years and 50 consecutive hours. Live, 97th in Quivera. You'll get audio from the mayor. You get the Therese Paler show later tonight, but next you get the guys from Fesco in the morning, live from Rally House at 97th in Quivera. I hope to God. Bob Fesco still has confetti stuck to his forehead and smells like champagne. I'm going to go get some sleep. Nick, you do the same. Everybody else, keep living it, baby. Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. It's reality. Let it sink in. Don't pinch yourself. It's just going to hurt. You're wide awake, and it's very, very real. We're out of here.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.